So with the change of the year, now that we're moving from one year to the next, we move from Luke, which we spent all of last year with, we now move to Matthew. So again, liturgical year stuff, we were in year C, and year C focuses on Luke. And now year A, we go back to focus on Matthew. So here now from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. So everybody had good Thanksgiving, I'm hoping. How many of you are kind of the official preparers? You are tasked with the job, or perhaps in the past, have been tasked with the job of preparation. Okay. There are some unsurprising hands that went up just now. This year, it was not my job, although I have in the past been the one to sort of manage the turkey and hear all the criticisms from everybody else, because who is this 30-year-old guy think he is trying to manage a turkey? This year, it was my uncle. Now, I say uncle because that is what he officially is, but when you have a family that has is one of seven, right? And Lindsay's mom is the oldest of the family, and the youngest is married to someone five years older, and that is the uncle I'm referring to. So in essence, he's kind of like an older brother to me. Um, We go bike riding together. Uh, But it was his turn to do the turkey. And he was really excited because this year, he decided he wasn't going to do any frying, which, you know, is kind of the cool thing, the hip thing to do now, or, you know, we're not going to put it in an oven. No, he got an air fryer. It was a charbroil air fryer, And what was fancy about it is that you put the propane in and then it had another loop around it. And so the Charbroil Company decided to name it Infrared. Now, it was pretty cool. Not going to lie. We spent the better part of three hours dealing with that turkey. We, of course, took the butter massage the butter as one does. We put rosemary on it. We made sure that there was lemon and onion. We just brought it down into the basket. We carried it triumphantly from the kitchen in their ranch over into the garage, and we set it down, and there it went. And oh, can I tell you, even though yeah, it was a little chilly on Thanksgiving, we made it a point on a regular, probably too regular basis, right? To go to the garage, and I would have to be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm cold, right? So I'd put my hands over the heat. And, uh, it was so pleasant. And then, of course, I'd put my face over. 
Oh, it smelled so good. So good. Three hours of this. I probably went to go check that turkey like 15 times. It wasn't going anywhere. Now, this turkey, too, was one from the OSU extension down on Kenny Road. So it had been like grass-fed and had listened to Beethoven most of its life and was given massages and pat-downs every night. I mean, it was good. And we paid for those massages on the back end. Three hours of prep for a bird that has had a better life than I have over the last three months. For 25 minutes worth of eating. And then an hour of cleaning up. Sound familiar? Why do we do this? I mean, for goodness sakes, I, I, we've done this before. When Abe was first born, we went to Bob Evans and we had them deliver us turkey. A lot less work. Why do we do this? I think it's because it's meaningful. I had fun with Kevin. I geeked out over, this is the state of my life now, right? Like, I geeked out over a grill, over some propane. I had fun. I enjoyed the time, because I think that work matters, right? And I watch so many of you who have manned, or really, more accurately, womaned the, uh, the kitchen through funerals and through all that, and I watch you all work so hard. And I'm so impressed every time. And I try to make it a point to say that to many of you, that how much I appreciate it. And it seems like it's a lot of work. I mean, maybe not Thanksgiving-level work, but it's still work. But y'all still seem to do it. And I ask, well, why? I may not say it directly like that, but I know the answer. Because it's meaningful. Because you know it's nice when people are sitting and they're grieving. It's nice that they're eating well. It's nice that they feel cared for. It seems like the prep of the moment is a time that we live in the already but not yet. We talk about the already but not yet all the time, but boy, Thanksgiving prep is a perfect example of it. When we live for what it is, it is meaningful. I love watching people who are very good at preparing meals, watching them do it. Because it's a little bit of art. And it's so fun to watch people sit and they take what really looks like, I mean, you've seen a turkey that has not been cooked yet. It is not the most attractive thing. I would not want to eat that. But boy, when it's done and it's brown and the skin is just right and dark meat and light meat and everything's moist, and you say, this is going to be great for the next four days when I make turkey salad, that's meaningful. I think... Food actually tastes better. Now, I don't know any studies about this, but I actually think food tastes better when we've taken the time to make it. There's something about the work of the already but not yet that matters, and we celebrate with pride when it's been done. For that golden 20 minutes, it is beautiful. Provided that the conversation around the table is not devolved into, you know, any sort of like red alarm conversation one could have on Thanksgiving, it is beautiful to watch people gather together, tell stories. Maybe like the song we talked about earlier, we see Thanksgiving again as though we were children. 
watch those older than us smile as they watch their children grow older. Yeah, there's something so nice about that. Three hours of already but not yet is worth it. Why do we do it? Because... Gosh, that's the life we live in the already, but not yet. And when we look at this text today in Matthew, it feels funny that we're talking about the day of the Lord coming and, you know, people all of a sudden being picked up there doing Thanksgiving, preparing meal for the day, and all of a sudden somebody, whoop, is gone. You know, make sure you don't know when the thief is coming, so you better sit out ready to go because that thief could come at any time. This is not Christmas. And that's okay, because this is not Christmas yet, it's Advent. I feel like, though, we should at some time sit through Advent. I've said this before, because if we don't take some time and listen to these stories or hear what's going on, it's kind of like being that person who shows up five minutes before food is ready and just like, oh, hey, I'm ready to eat. First off, the other folks get annoyed at that person, and don't act like y'all don't. You gracious people, you who have slaved away for three hours, you still are a little annoyed that that person just showed up and didn't even bring anything. But for that person, skipping the three hours tells a story that is so simple but incomplete. Because even if you're not the one who's watching... Even if you're not the one doing, you are the one who's watching. You are the one that's watching somebody work hard in the already but not yet to create something special and meaningful. And that in and of itself is something valuable. So in this time, we can get ready to go home. This is our theme for the next few weeks is we want to be home. But at some point, we got to get there. And we can close our eyes and relax as the journey takes us, or we can stop and observe. We can live in the moments of preparation. And Christ, in this passage, Matthew's trying to tell us that when Jesus does come back in December, like we celebrate, it's going to be upending. It is going to change our lives. The end times will be different. But the response isn't, right? Well, don't anticipate or don't look forward or just kind of stick your head into the sand because you don't know who's going to disappear. Your neighbor who's working hard next to you is just going to go into thin air. It's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is letting us know something big is going to happen. The world is going to change. So maybe just keep doing the things that you're doing. Anticipate, but don't stop. In other words, Jesus is saying, don't take your turkey nap. Keep celebrating. So just like every year that we do Thanksgiving, and every year that you might be the person to take the reins, or it is your brand new year to take the reins of thanksgiving. Live in the already, but not yet. Make your turkey. Make your stuffing. The really good recipe you got in March, make it. 
bring that stuff together and share with a community that you love, a family that can be as far-flung and as different as it could be, but bring it together. Our simple turkey-making friends, whether you realize it or not, are the practices that help us beat our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks. Our simple act of thanksgiving, of doing the things, of watching a turkey cook for three hours, are the same actions that help us change the world. Did you realize you were already doing that? Friends, we have three more weeks after this week in Advent. Steadily making our journey from ordinary time where we have been trying to figure out what it is like to live in this world and live in it well. And start to come home. And so today, the manger is empty. Today, we don't have much around the Advent wreath. We're still working our way. But watch, because we'll be about our work. Before long, that manger will look a little bit more crowded. The greens will start to show up around the Advent wreath. We'll be making the Advent to Christmas turkeys in this church. But we have an opportunity to take the journey. So let's go together. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for the gift of being able to journey with you. The simple actions of creating food can mean so much. As we go through this Advent period, help us to find what it is to journey more with each other and indeed journey with you to that home in Jerusalem and that home in Bethlehem. In your son's name we pray. Amen.